when I put out that episode last week about why I hate most marketing certifications, my old boss and mentor wrote to me. He wrote to me for two reasons. First, he called me probably the world's foremost expert on being able to identify why most marketing certifications are bunk, why they're a ripoff, why they're a waste of money, why they are misleading you and misleading your potential clients that might hire you based on it. But second, he wrote to me because I mentioned sales. And I said, you could memorize, you know, 50 sales closes and still not be able to close a sale. And he was curious if my audience would actually like more information on sales, because when he's been involved with all these like seven, eight figure growth stories for businesses, one of the major things that he does is he helps them transform their sales teams. And considering that his question was my favorite question in my inbox, I decided I might dedicate an episode and call it the world's best free sales training and do everything I could to live up to the hype in that title. Uh, And I decided to make that my Mailbox Monday episode. Now, normally, Mailbox Monday, I answer subscriber questions about marketing, copywriting, business building, sales, personal development, uh, if that's where we go, and more. And if you have a question you'd like to have answered on an upcoming Mailbox Monday episode, check the link in the description to BreakthroughMarketingSecrets.com slash ask. That's BreakthroughMarketingSecrets.com slash ask. But hey, I get a lot of questions and it takes a lot for a good question to stand out and make me want to answer it. So make sure that you make it an awesome question if you want an awesome answer and an awesome episode based on it. And don't forget to like and subscribe if you want more content like this delivered to you. With that, let's dive into the world's best free sales training. These are the proven direct response marketing, copywriting, and entrepreneurship success strategies you can use today to write your own ticket and create the life you want. I am Roy Furr, and this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Now, here's today's breakthrough. All right, as usual, I point you towards specific training inside my BTMS Insiders training library uh, for the day's sponsor. And I put that in air quotes because, you know, I'm always the sponsor. I'm not paying for the spot, but I'm, I'm, I'm delivering value and showing you where you can get more relevant value. And inside my training, the client getting blueprint, which is linked from the description with this episode, I link you through or inside the client getting blueprint inside milestone two, like it's, it's a pretty substantial training inside milestone two. I have one lesson, one lesson on doing strategy sessions. These are consultative selling calls. It's called strategy sessions. And it's about an hour long. And honestly, it's worth the entire price of admission for BTMS insiders, even for like the annual membership, right? You could pay that and make it back uh, because you're learning how I close five figure plus deals without resorting to hard sell closes and have a client eager to work with me afterwards. I mean, if you're going to push hard, if you're going to sell hard to somebody who's not a great prospect, what's going to happen is you're going to end up in a situation where they're not happy about having made the decision and then they are a terrible client afterwards. And, um, and whether you're selling product services, whatever your offer is, having a, an effective consultative selling process, especially if it's high ticket, if it's a, a, a more higher price item, then that is going to be what's going to get you not just more customers, but more happy customers who have given you their money and are ecstatic about it. So 
check out the link in the description to the Client Getting Blueprint. Sign up for BTMS Insiders. It's uh, it's like Netflix for copywriting and marketing training, including that uh, strategy sessions, the consultative selling uh, training that is part of that. And uh, yeah, dive in, check it out. And uh, I think you'll be pretty excited about what you find there. All right, world's best free sales training. How am I gonna fulfill on that promise? Well, it is my goal with today's episode. And I'm going to fulfill on it by, by breaking down the most important principles and strategies in selling. Because I've taught this before, if you wanna learn any skill, you can learn techniques and tactics, and those things are going to be maybe very beneficial if you are in a selling situation or if you're in any situation for that skill where your situation is almost identical to the to the tactic that is being taught to you as soon as the the situation shifts techniques and tactics are not useful at all as soon as you're on a different platform or you're in a different context or whatever like different market different audience whatever uh, it, it it doesn't always work and so I focus first on the principles and strategies, which are the underlying thinking, the thought processes involved in achieving success, the thought processes that led to the creation of those effective tactics, and the thought processes that can be applied across markets, across industries, across offers, across, you know, whatever, to come up with the correct techniques and tactics. And if you change the principles and strategies and get those right, it's going to transform the effectiveness of all your techniques and tactics versus, you know, if you're just chasing the latest hot tactic, you're going to end up in a pretty, uh, you know, you're going to end up in a situation where your skills go out of date really quickly. And, and so I'm teaching you exactly what's important. And in, in sales, that's not charisma or charm or extroversion or being a closer. <laughs> it is having a few simple principles and strategies that you can adapt to you. And the first thing, the first thing is you need to have a clear understanding. You need to map out your sales process. <laughs> have a clear understanding of what your sales process contains. What is the process that someone goes through as they are purchasing from you? And the higher ticket and the more steps that are involved, the more important this is. I mean, if it's just like, I used to sell newspapers on the telephone. And if it's just, hey, um, I see you're not currently taking the Lincoln Journal Star. And um, is, is it something that you ever pick up and read? Okay, we established some interest there. Yes, you pick up and read. Okay, well, did you know we could deliver the all seven days of the paper to you for $3.75 a week? And um, and it's no obligation there. We'll just sign up for the first 13 weeks and whatever, whatever. Like, I don't know. Um, or, you know, uh, 13 weeks for $26 or whatever the latest special is, right? Well, that's a really simple sales process. But But most people who would be paying attention to this, uh, paying attention to this episode are going to have a much more complex sales process. Even if it's something as simple as like, hey, I'm selling my professional services. Well, for basic consulting inside the client getting blueprint for like the, the starting sales process for someone who is launching a client business or wants to relaunch their client business in a more effective way, the, the starting sales process is to build a minimum viable funnel. And uh, this is as much process as it is actual technical implementation because it is the process of going from interest to appointment booking. Now, there is some technical implementation there, right? But going from interest to appointment booking to strategy session to offer to getting paid. So they express interest. You you find out if they're interested. You, um, you get them to book an appointment with you. 
Uh, and then that appointment is for this strategy session, which is what I teach in that training that I told you you should go check out. And then on that, if they're a good prospect, you make an offer and then uh, they pay you. <laughs> you know, you, you send them the contract or agreement or whatever and your payment details and they send you money. Right. Uh, when I sold IT training, there were a few different levels of training. So we could go from interest to um, to a purchase, which happened for the lower level. Uh, but oftentimes it was it was much bigger, especially if we're talking about the selling the um, the 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 department wide IT training solutions where it was an entire department getting trained uh, for our entire catalog, like getting access to our entire catalog. And so first there'd be interest. And then I would transform that interest into a training consultation, which is a part, a part of the process that I added to it, where we would do like a little demo or discussion about what the training contains, or we would simply define how the solution would match up with their needs. So there's going to be a consultative selling, a strategy session with them, if you will, where we talked about you know, what, they, what they needed, and we uh, defined how our solution would give them what they needed. And that was typically with someone in the IT department, typically a, a manager, a decision maker in the IT department. And then if it's corporate, we would have to go through a purchasing process. So even once they made the decision, okay, this solution works for me, then we would go to their purchasing department and we would have to define it in the terms that made sense to the purchasing department. And then once that got approval, have to help them with that approval process. And then there would be a, a purchase order drawn up and that purchase order was sent to us and we would close the deal. And if it was institutional, like when we sold to the military, things like that, it was it was even more uh, complex because instead of just going to purchasing with a, you know, here's what we wanna buy, here's the details on it. There was typically a proposal and then they had to go out and do requests for bids. And so we had to do a bid as part of their request for a bid process. And then we would get the contract and then we'd get the purchase order and then we'd close the deal, right? But the, the key was and the key is you have to define what that process looks like. So, you know, going with a completely different uh, a different industry, there's there's cars like uh, so maybe there's an inquiry at the dealership, right? Somebody shows up at the dealership, they're interested, then they browse what the available stock is and then they take a test drive and then they make a decision. But then there is a financing conversation and then there's a customer care conversation where they talk about all the additional things that you can add and loop into it. And then there's the final deal that's made. And, you know, you could go into any business to any sales process and especially with a more complex sales process. And you should be able to do the same. You should be able to say, here's all the different steps that are involved in the sales process. And here's all the things that need to happen for that, sex, uh, that, that step to be considered a success. And so, you know, step one, like one of the most fundamental principles or strategies of being effective in sales is to just know the steps that somebody has to go through in order to make a purchase. Um, especially when it's a more high ticket or more complex uh, sales process. Which brings us to your job in sales, uh, communicating with the prospect, with the lead, with the potential customer or client. Uh, your job is not to create motivation or demand. And for this, I'll, I'll turn to Eugene Schwartz, who's well known as a copywriter, but copywriting, good copywriting, good marketing and advertising is sales multiplied through media. So any principles that apply to copywriting are also going to apply to selling. So Eugene Schwartz said, um, and this was actually from, he said it a few times, but this was from a presentation he gave at Philips. What are you doing when you market something? You're not creating demand for a product. If you think that you're creating demand for your product, you've doomed yourself to a lifetime of hard work and failure. 
You can't create demand for anything because demand is too large for you to create. The demand has to be out there. The demand has to exist before you even walk into the picture. And so your job, again, it's, it's not motivation or demand. Your, your job is to tap into the demand of the buyer, of the prospect, of the lead, and then walk them through the buying process. And so you need to, you need to find their emotional reason to be talking to you. So for example, I often taught my Paizo formula in the context of copywriting, problem, agitate, invalidate, solve, action or ask. Um, and, and that is, you know, we, we speak to their problem. We find the emotional agitation around that problem. We uh, consider other solutions and how they've been invalid up until this point. We define the ideal solution and then we ask them to take action, right? Um, and, and so that's, that's built to do this at the decision-making level. So for example, in that step where you're having the, the consultative uh, conversation with the customer, that consultative sales conversation, you might walk through the Paizo process with them and, and, and figure out where their demand currently exists for a solution and how your solution lines up. But your sales process is probably not just that buying decision. For example, when we were selling IT training, that was like one conversation, but there was this entire process throughout. And so part of your job in sales is to walk them through the buying process and really be qualifying and disqualifying them as a good potential candidate to take the next step at every step. So for example, with that minimum viable funnel, one of the ways that I teach that is, is hey, um, you are trying to figure out when you are initially speaking with a prospect, maybe through DMs or emails or whatever, you're trying to figure out if there's even any interest, right? Like you're, you're not trying to force them to do something that they have no demand to do. Uh, you are much better off finding the people, letting, letting people raise their hand if they have some level of interest in your offer. So you're trying to qualify or disqualify them. Do they have interest? Appointment booking. Are they willing to book an appointment? Can I get them to book an appointment? If not, they might be not a good prospect um, or not a good prospect right now. You need to find the opportunities where they exist. And then you have a strategy session and that's definitely about disqualifying and qualifying, right? And then you make an offer. And, and that offer, it should be, you should have basically qualified and disqualified them as to whether or not they're even relevant for the offer, right? But you're going to make the offer and then you're going to get paid, right? <laughs> like, and, and, and your job as the salesperson is to walk them through that buying process. So even if you're just a solopreneur, you know, you have a client business, whatever, and you're wearing the sales hat, your job is to walk them through the process. And the, the goal at each step is to get them to the next step, to get them to the next step. It's not to close the sale. You know, you're not trying to close the sale in your first contact with someone. You're just trying to get them to express some level of interest in connecting with you, right? And, and um, this process can definitely be broken up among a sales team if you have a larger business. So for example, there could be somebody whose job is lead generation, uh, getting people to express interest and become a lead or prospect. There could be a setter, a closer, client intake. So the, the setter sets appointments. Um, figures out, qualifies and disqualifies people, figures out who's a good fit. Um, the closer is uh, is basically handed the people who are a good fit and they have longer conversations with them to get them to make that final buying decision. And then that's passed off to the client intake person who manages that whole process, right? And so you can break up this thing among um, your entire sales team. At least you should break it up in your head if you are the person doing all the selling. So you may think of this as like buckets or groups. You could have a whole storyboard on your wall with different columns and um, the people could be 
um, they could be post-it notes or you could have a Trello board or some other Kanban board and, and move people between the different buckets or groups or, or columns and say, you know, this person is at this step, then they're at this step, then they're at this step, then they're at this step. And you're moving them from one step to the next through the sales process. And you should have clarity at every step because you've mapped out what that sales process looks like. You should have clarity at every step of what the next action needs to be in order for them to be one step closer to the sale. And ideally, you're going to make each next action towards the sale feel small, feel like it has no risk. It's no obligation. It's a low threshold offer that you're making where you're asking them to take a specific action to get to the next step. And then it can kind of become this, this casual and automatic thing where you're just kind of moving through the process. Hey, you know, my job here is not actually to close you. I'm not trying to close you at this point. All that I'm trying to do is figure out if you are a fit for this particular criteria, right? And then the next action is assumed. If they are a fit, if they're not a fit, great, you figured it out and, and you can part ways, right? If they are a fit, then the next action is assumed. If you are a fit, then here's the next thing we need to do. Here's the next thing we need to figure out. Here's the next thing we need to talk through. And when you get good at this, something starts to happen and I'm gonna show you how to make it happen even better. Um, you can get prospects to sell themselves to you instead of you selling yourself to them. And um, this makes the entire sales process easier and can turn you into a star salesperson overnight. Um, so what you need to do, acknowledging that Eugene Schwartz quote, where you're not generating market demand, you're not generating motivation, you're just tapping into the pre-existing demand. So you want to find a fit and then lean on disqualification, lean on pushing them away. Um, and one way that you can definitely do that is you can use Perry Marshall's five power disqualifiers, which he talks about in 80-20 sales and marketing. So for example, someone is not a good fit if they don't have the money, if they don't have a bleeding neck, and that's basically a problem that they need to have solved right away. If they don't buy into your USP, if they don't have the ability to say yes, if they, if what you offer does not fit into their overall plans, those things are going to be reasons why they're going to say no, because, because they are not a qualified prospect. And so if you help them say, you know, you're not qualified, if you're not ready to make a serious investment in, let's say, building a funnel for customer acquisition for your business, there's no use talking to me. If you're not ready to make a serious five-figure investment, um, possibly even six-figure investment when we're all in, there's no reason to talk to me. Um, if you are ready because you understand the power of having that funnel like that and, um, and you recognize that it is buying money at a discount, it's, it's, it's making an investment today that can pay off much bigger down the road, then that's great, right? But if, but if, if you're not ready to make an investment like that, if you don't have the money available to make an investment like that, not a fit. So we shouldn't even talk. Okay, cool. Uh, bleeding neck. Do they have an immediate desire for the solution that you provide? You know, do they have an immediate need for it? Do they buy into your unique selling product? Do they believe that you are uniquely capable of solving their problem? Uh, do, you, do they believe that you have a superior solution? Are they not able to say yes? This comes up in, in corporate stuff. That's part of like all that um, moving around of um, of prospects through the purchasing process. One of the things that we always dealt with was, you know, somebody might be, the first person who contacted us might be 
unable to say yes beyond recommending it to their boss, but they were a huge fan. And so they would recommend it to their boss and they would sell it to their boss a little bit. Then the boss is only able to say, yes, like this looks like a good training solution for our department, but they have to pass it off to, uh, to a purchasing executive. And then the purchasing executive has to say, well, this looks like a good investment for the business. And so then they have to pass it off to the purchasing department and the purchasing department has to say, um, yes, we have all the information that we need to, to create a purchase order. And then they actually create the purchase order and send it, right? And there's uh, th along the way, there's a bunch of different people who have the ability to say yes. And so you have to recognize what yes do I need to get from this prospect? And do they have that ability or do I need to be speaking to someone else? And then there could be an entire process where you need to get a bunch of different yeses along the way. And do you fit their overall plans? I mean, trying to convince somebody to do something that they're not already planning to do is an easy way to end up in a, in a place where you are spending a lot of time on prospects that are going to go nowhere. Um, and, and the great thing that you can do here when, when we have this attitude of like, it's our job to disqualify, we can make them justify all of these. And so we can say something like, you know, when someone is a fit and choose, uh, or when someone is, is um, when someone wants the solution that we offer, when someone is interested in our funnels, when someone is interested in our IT training, when someone is interested in this um, and they choose not to move forward, it's usually for one of these reasons. You know, they they really want to do it, but they don't have a way to even come up with the money. They don't have the capability to make that investment. Right. OK. And, and so tell me um, if you were to decide to that this was the right solution for you, do you have the capability to make that investment? Uh, one of the questions that I ask on my copy mentor uh, copywriting coaching application is if you were to make a $10,000 investment in your business, where would that money come from? Well, I'm looking to figure out if they have the money to invest. And I learn a lot about their business and their capability to invest in their financial situation uh, from that. Um, and I have very specific criteria where I'm not looking you know, to help you open a credit card to invest in my copy coaching. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I'm looking for, you know, disqualification opportunities there. When someone is a fit or is interested in our solution and they choose not to move forward, it's usually for one of these reasons. So they, they don't have the money. Um, they don't have, they don't feel the need to solve the problem right away. They don't actually believe that we have a good solution. They don't have the ability to say yes. Uh, they need someone else's authorization. We don't fit within their overall plans. And you ask them to explain to you, yes, I have the money available. Uh, yes, I want to solve this problem right away. Now, I'm being more direct about it than you would necessarily be in the conversation, right? Uh, but you can ask questions that are based on the specifics of your business. Yes, I believe you can solve my problem. Yes, I am the decision maker on this. I'm the final decision maker. Yes, I was planning to do this anyway, and I am, I'm interested in doing it with you. And at that point, they are selling themselves to you. Um, and if you are backing away a little bit while you're doing this, if you're trying to get them to not purchase, um, you're, you're tapping into this, this curse that we have of being human, that we want what we can't have. We want what we can't have. And Dan Kennedy teaches takeaway selling, which is really tapping into this. And this is, I've been teaching you takeaway selling along the way. Um, if we are telling them all the reasons that they're not ready to buy, that they're not, you know, a fit for our thing. And they are convincing themselves and convincing us that, yes, I am a fit. Yes, you know, 
I'm, I'm ready for this. Then what's happening is they're they're like struggling for survival, Hunger Games style, right? They're they're struggling to to get through all of these obstacles that you're putting up in front of them, and then they're just ready to buy. They're ready to buy, and if you can engineer that sales process in a way that that does focus on disqualification, that does focus on, hey, I only want to work with the people who are the best fit. I only want to sell to the people who are the best fit. You may be surprised that you actually close way more of your leads and prospects. And if you want to learn more about that specific strategy session approach to, uh, to helping buyers make a decision, you can certainly check out the Client Getting Blueprint. The link's in the description, as well as to BreakthroughMarketingSecrets.com slash ask, where you can submit your question to have it answered on an upcoming Mailbox Monday episode. So just going through this really quick, uh, you know, in, in my attempt here to provide the world's best free sales training in a single episode. Uh, first thing you need to do is make sure that you map out your process. You know the process that somebody needs to go through in order to complete a purchase. And then your biggest job in sales is, is to tap into their pre-existing desire and demand for your product, your service, your solution, and then make prospects sell themselves to you by disqualifying them all along the way, by taking away instead of trying to force yourself, trying to force the close and all of that. And when you do that, all the other like sales techniques and tactics, you know, maybe they'll augment this. Maybe they would actually take away from the success of the selling method because a lot of this requires you to be kind of low key, requires you to not push hard, requires you to pull back when you know you can get money out of this prospect because that you know that they're not a good fit. Uh, but in the long run, they lead to the most success with your customers, with your prospects for everybody. So uh, with that, I hope that I've, you know, fulfilled at least come close to delivering the world's best free sales training in today's episode. I'm Roy Fur. This is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Don't forget, like and subscribe, all that stuff, so you get more content like this delivered to you. And every day in every episode, I'm here trying to help you increase your marketing and your selling genius. And heck, I think I've, uh, I, we, we've given you a big level up here. I will catch you again in the next episode. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.